Hey, what's up, everybody? It is the Whiskey Sessions. I'm Ametz. This is B Pimp. And we are here for yet another episode. And it, of course, is the first episode post the Super Bowl. And, you know, we could talk about the Super Bowl. We know who won. It's not like we recorded this before the Super Bowl took place. We absolutely know who won. No, of course we know who won. But the important thing football-related is in the Home Dogs Fantasy League, we have our fantasy champion here with us, B-Pimp. Live and in, in color. Why don't you tell the good folks at home how you managed to win this fantasy season? Well, it was a lot of skill went into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I did draft DeMarco Murray of the Titans in, I believe, the fifth round, which I was mocked for, and then he ended up being my oh. MVP. Yep. He had about, most weeks he was putting up 20 points. So he was he was the backbone of the team. I also made a very, in hindsight, a very wise trade um, with Rhino for Jordy Nelson when it was a week after he had like one catch and mm-hmm. I had Mark Ingram and he needed a running back, I needed a receiver, and it worked out perfectly because after that, Jordy Nelson went on a tear of catching like two touchdowns every game. To be clear, it worked out perfectly for you. For me. He yes. got some good games out of Ingram too, but not... You know, no, not as no. good. Yeah. Um, I had Odell Beckham Jr., so that helps, of course. Yeah. Um, and basically, I got lucky in the playoffs because Keith, who just about always is extremely competitive and... Had a really good team this year. He did. Regular he had, season team. Yeah. He had his best players all have bad games against me. I did still put up 150-some points, so it's not like I got a cheap win, but, mm-hmm. you know... It, he normally would be a definite threat to do that as well, so it could have been a lot closer, but got past that. Then I played Chris, the defending champion, in the championship game. He had a chance to repeat. First time in our league that would have happened, but I snuffed it out. Oh, snuffed it out. Because he also had a bad luck, <laughs> bad luck week, and he played, like, that's the thing, is like he played who I would have played if mm-hmm. I had his roster, and they just they just didn't work out. So I was the beneficiary. And now I get to be the champion for a year. Yeah, and it's great. Get your name on the trophy. Yep, I'm so excited about that. I was wondering if it would happen, you know, because I've I've had bad luck for the first few years. <laughs> See, I feel like this is the third year I've done it. In my first year, I was did yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think like regular season finished like second or something, and then yeah, kind of uh, didn't. I think made it just to the semifinals and did not win. And then the next year, last year, I did atrocious and this year i was kind of more middle of the road with some tough losses in there i beat you by less than a point on a jordy nelson catch in garbage it time it was jordy nelson he oh, had he caught guy. a ball they threw for some reason they threw even though they were trying to like run down the clock i think it's because it was like a third down and they could have just won if they kept the ball uh, so he got like a 26 yard catch and it put me right over wait it was keith you traded him for with no ryan ryan okay yeah ryan Why'd you trade him, Jordy Nelson? <laughs> stupid. <laughs> um, he was upset. He was his favorite team, and he couldn't deal with a one-catch performance, and he pulled the trigger. Uh, I had offered him uh, Devontae Booker for um, Mike Evans, which he was not happy about, <laughs> and that was his response. He pre-proposed that. I didn't propose it. Yeah. Well, it was a rough season for the rest of us, um, especially my crappy team. And speaking of crappy things, uh, what's the whiskey that we're <laughs> trying it's, today? It's Southern Comfort out of a plastic bottle. It is Southern Comfort. So we just want to be clear, for the Whiskey Sessions podcast, we're not always going to be doing top of the line no. 
We we don't have that kind of money. We want to be equal whiskey opportunists. Yes. And so this time we are doing Southern Comfort. It is just 70 proof. Right. 35% alcohol by volume. Why don't we give it a taste? You got Cheers. It. Cheers. Um, so this... <laughs> It's not terrible, but it's not my favorite. No, it's got a weird taste to it that I can't pinpoint. That I remember when you do those. So, what is that famous? Is it Soko and Lime? Is the favorite that famous shot yeah. that people always took in college? Mm-hmm. And so it brings me back to that because I had those, and yeah. I thought the lime was what was adding the flavor that's not whiskey like, but I think it's a it's, lot of the Soko. It's actually a lot of the. It tastes like it does have some kind of syrup in it. Some kind of syrup or. I don't even know. I can't even pinpoint what the flavor is, but it's just not good. <laughs> yeah. So it is from uh, New Orleans. Okay. It's though it is actually well. It's inspired. Okay, here we go. It's inspired by New Orleans. It says. Okay. It's produced and bottled by Southern Comfort Company, which is actually based in Louisville, Kentucky, which of course would be all your bourbons. Mm-hmm. But. This note at the bottom says contains caramel, caramel, however you want to say it. Okay. So that's your taste right there. Yeah. And it's got, um, it almost tastes like a liqueur because it's sweet. Mm-hmm. Very so sweet. So I, I don't, I don't hate it. Like I'm drinking it on the rocks. It's not like, you know, I can, I can drink it. I'm not going to throw this away. Right. But it's not, you know, what you would think of as your classic, like delicious bourbon. No, it's not like a bottle of whiskey that I would just... Right, enjoy on the rocks or neat or no. Now you got to mix this with something like turpentine. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, mix it with turpentine. But a benefit of this is it's in a plastic bottle, so if you're going uh, if you're going riding the rails on a freight train, you could just easily have it in your pocket. Oh yeah, no problem. And you won't have to worry about smashing it. Yeah, <laughs> you can get good and lit up. So there you go. This is our first semi-negative review for yeah. whiskey. Because we don't want people to be like, oh, you know, you're saying all whiskeys are great. They're no. not all They're great. not all great. And I'm here to say Southern Comfort. Not great. Not great. But, you know, if you mix it with something, maybe maybe then it'll maybe be better. But on its own, on the rocks, I'm waiting for the rocks to melt a little more so it tastes more palatable. <laughs> you can use it on your pancakes if you're... Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you really want to get hammered in, at breakfast time. Just straight up pour a Southern Comfort yeah. on the pancakes. This is a specialty of the... Yeah. Mm, New Orleans pancakes. Yeah. All right, so why don't we get into the top five? And what is the top five that we are doing for this episode? Top five worst driving habits. This, when you suggested this, I don't know if it was your idea or... Mine. It was all your idea? Yeah. Awesome. Because this, I couldn't have even thought of this idea, but it is a great top five. I could do a top 500. And plus, I think, (laughs) being where we're from, we might have very different top fives. Yeah. Like, I I realize my top fives are almost big city or... even maybe Chicago like specific and I think there are different driving challenges that I usually face I don't drive a lot but when I do on the weekends go to the store or whatever I think there are different driving challenges that I would face versus what you would face from the suburbs right so I think we're going to get a pretty complete list we're going to cover the gamut yes so why don't we get into it this is our top five terrible driving habits more than four, less than six. It's the top five. All right, so I'm going to start with my number five, 
worst driving habit that drives me nuts. It's checking your phone at a stoplight. This is a problem that has only come up in the last five years and it has come up like crazy. But every stoplight I'm at in Chicago, light goes green, car in front does not move. Yep. And you have to honk. I'm not a big horn honker, but I have to do it now. That happened to me on the way here tonight. Of course it did. Yeah. It, there's no way it doesn't happen on any drive more than 20 minutes. It will happen to you at least once, if not Yes. More. It happened at the exit from 290 on, on Kimball, too. So it's like hard to turn right there. It backs up a lot. And we finally got up there where we were going to be able to turn, and this station wagon in front of me is just sitting there. And I laid on the horn, and then he was like, I'm going to go now. People out there, you cannot check your phone and drive at the same time. You will not see the light turn. As much as you think you will, you will not see it turn green. Unless you have the sixth sense or something. Right. And that, here's another thing I'm also going to say about my top five list of worst driving habits. I won't say I'm never guilty of some of them. Right. We're not perfect. And I've, I've done this before, but I've, I've come around. I've seen Jesus in this light. I'm no longer checking my phone while I'm at a light. Unless I'm positive I have a second. But that, that drives me nuts. What's your number five? Ignoring traffic signals. Mm. Which you think, it's so, it's so encompassing that it's too vague. But it ha- that if you just think of that description, it happens all the time. People just, like, oh, the light is red. But, like yesterday, for example, in Lansing, I saw someone going in a, there was a one lane going straight and one left turn lane. So it's just two lanes. Opposite intersection, mm-hmm. also the same thing. So the two left turn lanes are lined up. Okay. So the guy in front of me, the light was red to the point where like I was already stopping because I knew I wasn't going to go through this light. He had been like near the intersection, stopped in the left turn lane. Even though there was no cars in front of me, he could have easily gone straight. That's what he was trying to do. He waited. It turned red. He went straight across the intersection into the other left turn lane. Oh, Jesus. Now that's an extreme example. But I see stuff like that all the time, and it boggles my mind how you could have graduated from driver's ed, driven for more than a day, and think, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to do whatever I want. I don't care if the light's red. I don't care if I'm going to get T-bone. I'm just going to go ahead and... <laughs> That's somebody else's problem. Yeah. All right, my number four. Okay, now this one is <clears throat> it's a little bit difficult to explain, but it's not signaling early enough when you're about to make a left turn. Now, this is an, an intersection that does not have a left turn lane. Okay. So what will happen is Chicago has tons of intersections like this. You pull up to the light, the car in front, say you're the second car, the car in front is right at the light, does not signalize that it's going to make a left turn, so you don't have the opportunity to pull to the right, and you are stuck behind that car. If you are making a left turn in a city and there is no left turn lane, signalize it. Put the signal on. Early. You know you are going to make that turn and then cars get stuck behind you if you don't signalize it until the last second. But. Drives me nuts. This just fits into the overall pattern that ties these all together, which is, I don't care about anyone else. I only care about what I'm doing. That's (laughs) what it is. So they're like, oh, I need to turn left here, but I forgot. I'm just going to stop and turn left now. Yeah. No, that is... uh... Drives me nuts. My number four is tailing. Oh my god. How is that not on my list? Because it, I always pay attention when I'm driving. I don't just like go exactly the speed limit. I'm going, you know, even on the expressway or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm going enough over the speed limit. I'm not slowing things down. I don't just sit in the left lane. 
I, I'm a conscious driver. If somebody's coming up really close behind me, I go to the right, let them go by, and go in the, go back in the lane. You know what I mean? I'm paying yeah. attention. People just tail because I don't know what it is. I don't know if they're trying to say you're not going fast enough for me, so I'm just going to make it so that if you have to stop suddenly, we're going to get in an accident, which I is basically what it is. Yeah. And it's like I look in my rearview mirror and I'm like, you're an asshole because yeah. everyone who does that is a moron, and I'm sorry, I can't handle it. I've been accused of. Perhaps being too much the other way in terms of driving. Like, I go so far from tailing that it might occasionally get to the point where I'm almost, like, encouraging people to cut in between us. You're but leaving a lot of I space. Just, I will not tailgate somebody. No. There's no good that comes with it. Nothing. You're just asking for it. Any, if they had to stop, you would never have time. And you know what else I will say is I've gotten into one car accident in my life, and it was when I was 17 years old. So I've gone 14 years, not to age myself, and actually by the time this comes out, 15 years. (laughs) (laughs) I've gone 15 years without a car accident. Yeah. And it's because I'm, I'll admit, hypervigilant, but the number one thing I would never do is tail somebody. Makes no sense. I give you a thumbs up for that. That's that's a really good one. I don't know why the hell I didn't think of that in my top five. That's why there's two of us. Right. To cover all this. (laughs) Okay, this... My number three is, I don't know if it's Chicago specific or big city specific, I don't do it and it drives me crazy, but it is honking when you're driving through alleys. (laughs) People do that here all the time, including through my alley at like weird times, like early in the morning. And it's, don't honk through alleys, just slow down. I notice that, that here. It, all, it, whenever yeah. we're out on the back porch, it's like constantly. Constant any car that goes through. honkings. To the point where uh, my friend Ben like came over. I don't know. This was a few years ago. But like stayed over and noticed the honking sound in our alley like early in the morning. And his, maybe it was a comment on the type of neighborhood he thinks I live in. But he's like, so the, he said, the honks in your alley in like late at night and in the morning are those like drug deals? Is it like <laughs> two honks for weed and like three for heroin? I was like, no. That's a great theory. <laughs> yeah, it's a great theory. I would have never thought but of that. But also made me think like, I don't think there are that many drug deals no. happening in my alley. People do that in parking lots. Yeah. But it's it's annoying. Mm-hmm. No honk. If you're driving through an alley in Chicago, and I know some people who do drive in Chicago will disagree with me on this. Oh, yeah. But don't honk. It's CYA. They're just trying to cover their ass. Yeah. Just slow down. You won't hit people if you just slow down. Yeah. My number three is crazy, irresponsible lane changing. Specifically on the highway. Yes. Because it doesn't serve any purpose other than to... I think most of the time when people do it, it's kind of the same breed of driver as the um, tailing. Where Mm -hmm. they just need to get where they're going. It's so important that they get where they're going so fast. That they just have to like go weave in and out of lanes and cause problems, and yeah. it's there. It doesn't give any benefit to you. It's not gonna. If you would just pick a lane on the highway and drive like a normal speed, you're gonna get there just as fast. You don't need to like weave in and out and go crazy. All no. it does is potentially cause accidents because you're gonna get some spooked driver who's like, they're gonna be like, oh my god, and not realize what's going on, and they're gonna they're gonna cause an accident. When, you, when they see this. Because it looks crazy. If you see it in your rearview mirror, it's like... Yeah. And you see it more than you might think. Well, and the other thing about that is... It also drives me nuts when, like, motorcycles do that. Mm-hmm. 
And they do that a lot. And not just weaving in between lanes, but like, well, literally being between lanes. And as a driver on the highway, I don't know. That frightens me. That happens on Lakeshore Drive a lot, too. Yeah. And it's just like any car that just like nudges over a little bit, if they don't see a motorcycle coming up on them, like that is... That's going to... Oh, those things are like death rockets when you... Death rockets. (laughs) Yeah, they are. Yeah. I don't know. Be careful out there. Don't weave lanes too much. Nope. My number two is, again, this is kind of a Chicago-specific one, but it's parking illegally and then turning on your warning lights. Now, <laughs> I, I have think about that. two specific instances where this bugs me, and hopefully I can remember the second one because I'm not right off the top of my head. But the first one is a lot of Chicago, major Chicago arterials are kind of two lanes in each direction but they don't they might not have specific like lane markers but everybody knows they're essentially two lanes pulaski near where i live is that way now how this works is there is parking on pulaski but they'll say no parking between 5 and 7 p.m or something like that during rush hour and there's a great reason for that it's so you can get cars moving and if you have the car that decides even during five and seven like ooh, I want to stop into this restaurant, pick up my thing. And they turn on their flashers and go in. It fucks everything up. Yep. If there's specific do not park here for traffic reasons, don't do that. No. And putting on your warning lights or your hazard lights does not mean that if somebody's in the left lane and they decide they're going to jump over real quick that they're going to see your car. Right. So they could easily just destroy the back end of your car. No, it's... And it really screws things up because not... Because it's like a two-lane road that suddenly these other cars cars need to merge over because you're parked that way. And that yep. slows things way down. Yeah. The other example I thought of where this drives me nuts is when... I don't see this a lot, but I see it occasionally. And as somebody that works... That used to work for the CTA, this really drives me nuts. But when people illegally park in a bus stop oh, and turn on boy. their crashers... I'll, it doesn't happen a lot. So I'm not going to like berate people for it. But... When it does, it is infuriating. Don't park in bus stops. And it's not just... Be- you know who parks in bus stops a lot? UPS drivers. Oh, really? And FedEx. They should know better. They should know better. I used to Doug say from King of Queens all... would never do that. He never would do that. <laughs> but yeah, I don't care who you are or if you think you need to park. Do not park in a goddamn bus stop. You're not more important than everyone else. No. Only I am. Right. So my number two is people that don't use turn signals. Ugh. That's a Chicago thing. It's related to yours, your first one, I think, number five one. Mm-hmm. Um, but in just in general, like, if you're going to be turning right, you're just slowing down, and you don't have your right turn signal on, I just think you're driving like a moron, not that you're slowing down to turn. Yeah. Then I, in turn, get stressed out and start talking to myself, and then I look like a crazy person. And then someone's going to drive by me and go, what is with that crazy guy? Don't make Brian look like a No, I can do that on my own. Yeah. I don't need your help. But that that's bad. People that are um, going to be turning left, too, it's similar to what you were talking about. Like, mm-hmm. just in any situation, if you're going to be turning left, you're going to have to slow down. If, if you are slowing down, your brake lights say, I'm slowing down. And then your turn signal says, I'm turning. So yeah. if you only have half of that equation, it's not good. It yeah. doesn't help anything. And it you causes to, accidents. You need to be having that turn signal on as you're slowing down. Yes. Not sooner. Exactly. All right. My number one is, and I see this more in Chicago than I've seen in any other city ever. And I'm not going to say Chicago drivers are the worst drivers. I don't think they are. I mean, I'm from 
Washington. Seattle drivers are okay, if kind of timid. Oregon drivers are the worst fucking drivers on the planet. What? They're the type of people that will drive like 40 miles an hour in the left lane. Oh. But anyway. That's says Here, Indiana has that reputation. Oh, God. Well, Indiana, not only are they driving 40, but they're also methed out. <laughs> This is a shout out to all our Indiana <laughs> listeners. <laughs> if you could put down the mess. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, Oregon probably has as bad a meth problems as Indiana does. <laughs> but the thing that drives me the most nuts, and this is only a city rush hour problem, really, is people who think they can drive through the intersection and don't make it to the other side before the traffic slows down, and then they screw with oh, yeah. people going the other way. Oh, that is the it worst. It happens all the time in downtown Chicago, and it drives me crazy. It's not even... I don't even think it's always that they think they can get there. I think it's they don't care. I think they don't care. They want to be able to go through the light. Yeah. And they're like, well, if I'm in the middle, I have to go through. <laughs> yeah. I can't go in but reverse. It screws up traffic so bad when you do that. Yeah. Make sure you can get to the other side of the intersection before you go through. That's I always wait. I I'm similar to you. Like, I wait to an extreme. Yeah, and sometimes people will honk. I don't you. care. It's like, I don't give a shit. No, I'm I being a responsible driver, sure. damn it. Yeah. I'm making sure I can get to the other side of the intersection. Don't tell me when I can cross. Don't tell me what to do. I'll tell me when I can cross. <laughs> What's your number one? My number one is cars that leave their butt hanging out of the left turn lane. So like mm-hmm. if you're going so like if you're going uh, let's just say like Ogden Avenue by me and it's a two lane road but then a lot of the middle of it is a turn lane because there's businesses all up and down on both sides. Right. So people that are going about to turn left into the car wash or somewhere and they're slowing down to turn left, they even use their turn signal. I'll give them credit for that. But they don't take advantage of the fact that they've got a fucking separate lane in the middle that they could get all the way into so that I could drive by them. Oh, they so wait. they're like Basically blocking two lanes. Yes. They wait, uh, they slow down, and they just creep into it so that you can't go by them until they decide that they want to like actually commit to being in this lane. Ugh. It is the That is why it's my number one, because that's the thing that I'm like, it's so avoidable. You're already doing most of the things right. You're putting on your turn signal. You're getting in the lane. You just don't do it. I don't know what you're waiting for. Yeah. Get in the middle. <laughs> Get in the middle and stop, and then wait until you can turn. Ugh. I'm starting to spit now because I'm so upset. <laughs> so upset about, about this. <laughs> Do you have any honorable mentions? Yeah, um, the left lane hog that you kind of mentioned on the highway bothers me. People that yeah. just they just get in the left lane and then they go 60 and put on cruise control, and it's like don't care what's going on. Yeah, they're just gonna do it because that just means you're not. You have to be an active driver. Being aggressive as a driver helps you because you're going to be paying attention and you, don't be reckless, but just be active. Go in the right lane that you should be in. And the other one is just generally driving. Like, there's just people I see where I can't put them in a category, but they're just driving like an asshole. Like, they're just doing things that I'm like, you... Yeah, driving you, on a shoulder. Yeah, driving so. on the shoulder. The, the I see motorcycles sometimes on the expressway, like, doing wheelies and going, like, 90. Yeah. And just go... It just things that it's like, you maybe have a death wish. I don't. So, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll admit, I had a problem with... Uh, I was going a little bit slow on the highway when we were driving through the great state of Utah... And I thought this, so I was driving with my wife, Maggie, and her way of telling me that I was driving like shit, she asked me as I was driving, 
and this is the most passive aggressive thing ever but like she asks so what's your philosophy on driving <laughs> good job Maggie that was the question and I thought well what before I had to discern that like oh she means I'm driving like crap and the reason I was driving like crap is because probably I was tired it was late at night and um I don't see that well when it's like late at night yeah and so I was driving slow and probably in the left lane in a place I'm not familiar with um What's your philosophy? But her way of getting to that was asking, what's your philosophy on I like it. She was leaving it on you to provide the details. She was just asking the question. I'll admit, I probably would have preferred you're driving like shit. (laughs) (laughs) Pull over and let me drive. Uh, You know what else? That reminds me of something I noticed on my way here. The Illinois uh, toll, well, I don't know, 294, is that a tollway? I think that is, yeah. That their system, you know how they have those um, those signs every so often? It'll tell you, like, eight minutes to the circle, whatever, like, mm-hmm. gives you updates. So one of them, they just have a, a, a warning on it. And the warning is, not buckled up, question mark, what's holding you back? Yeah, and I'm weird. like, I don't really want, like, a clever, witty <laughs> saying to tell me, like, you're going to be ejected from your car if you yeah. get in an accident. Just be like, put on your fucking seatbelt. Exactly. I was like, why does this have to be why so clever? Why just say, put on your fucking seatbelt? That would be really effective. That would be amazing. People <laughs> yeah. would be like, oh my. <laughs> Yikes. I better do that. Yeah. My honorable mention, and tell me if you feel this way, is drivers that smash into other cars. <laughs> I'm personally, I'm surprised that wasn't ranked higher. Yeah, it should list. have been higher. But it's like, I don't get those people. It's like, what do they think that they're... They, maybe they think it's like a video game. Yeah, I don't I don't like it. And it's like, get the car out of the way, I'm just going to knock it out of the yeah, way. I don't like it, and I won't stand for it. No. So that was our top five. Now, we're trying something new for this episode. We've been receiving emails from you, which we appreciate. The email lines are burning up. Burning up. And so we realized we better be reading these emails on the podcast. Yeah. Or else our fans will riot. Or they'll stop sending them and then that's not good either. Right. Or that. So we're going to be doing that. Um, We're going to give it a try for the next few episodes. See if you like it. If you don't like it, then tough nuts. We're going (laughs) to keep doing it. Uh, (laughs) If you want to send us an email, you can send it to our email address at whiskeysessionsmusic at gmail.com. Or you can tweet us if it's such a short email that it could be a tweet. Yes. You could tweet us as well, as well. You could do both. Do both. Send the same message in both formats. Yes. Uh, and our Twitter handle is at Whiskey Sessions. We scored that. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how. But we have that. So we're going to be reading your emails. And we have a new theme song for it, which we're sure you'll enjoy. So here we go. Here are our emails. You sent us emails to read. Emails! And now we'll read them. Alright, so we're in our email inbox. Why don't you read the first email that we got? We got a, a message from Steve from Linwood. Linwood, Illinois? Linwood, Illinois, I presume. Holy shit. He said, um, hey, B-Pimp, or whatever your name is, uh, Linwood is directly south of Lansing. How could you possibly have grown up in Lansing and not known that? Did you go to school in a barn? idiot and then he put a picture of a horse uh-huh below that like a horse emoji he, no just a picture of a horse hand drawn it, no it's a <laughs> it's just a picture of a horse standing there oh i see so i think he's implying that i'm i have no uh no horse sense no horse sense <laughs> uh-huh and so St- thank you steve um 
It's a little aggressive, but... A little harsh. A little harsh, but I, I can't say that I blame him for that, because that was a big faux pas on my part. You know, at the same time, though, when we were talking about our Chicago Suburbs episode, I realized I also made a mistake. You might have incorrectly said where Linwood was. I also said that Wilmette, Winneka, and Kenilworth were all suburbs in Lake County. And in fact, none of them... <laughs> Our suburbs in Zero percent. Zero percent. I could have said a much easier one like Lake Forest is in Lake County and is a wealthy suburb. It has Lake in Instead, it. I went for three suburbs that are in fact in North Cook County. Yeah. Well. So it turns out we might not know this area as well as we thought. Now, I have always had a terrible sense of direction, mm-hmm. but you, I believe, studied geography I and urban planning. Yes. And you should be on top of this, so yes. I think I'm going to push this off on you. And Defer say, the blame. You failed more than I did. Yeah. No, I certainly did. <laughs> okay. Uh, in my defense, I was probably half drunk, like I am for most of these. <laughs> right. So, excusable. Excusable. Very much so. But anyway... I apologize to Will, Matt, Winneka, and Kenilworth. You are in Cook County. You are not in Lake County. Now, the email, let's see, that we got here. Oh, this is from Canada. Clarice from Toronto, Ontario. Hey, Whiskey Sessions. Big fan of the podcast. Well, thank you, Clarice. I'm trying to get all 2.6 million of my fellow Torontonians to listen. I'm not familiar with the exchange rate, but about how many Americans would that be? Thanks. <laughs> Well, hello, Clarice. <laughs> hello, Clarice. <laughs> uh, so 2.6 million Torontonians. Is that the preferred term for ter- people from Toronto? Clarice seems to Clarice think is from there, so... I'm not fact-checking her. No, that's their job for us. That's actually very similar to people from the state of Washington are called Washingtonians. Washingtonians, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and people... From Chicago are called Chicagoians. Chicagoian, yeah, Chicagoians. Yeah. Onions, yeah, yeah, like Bill Raftery. So two point six million Canadians, I think, is about one point eight or nine million Americans. Are you doing that math in your head? Well, I'm just trying to think of what the exchange rate is. I think it's. I mean, by the time we release this podcast, it might change a little bit. It might be up to two million Americans. I don't know. Okay. And you know, if Trump is handling this economy the way. We mostly think he will. It could be up to six million Americans by this point. <laughs> so the bottom line is, she needs to. She's going to go on a recruiting drive. Mm-hmm. So she's just trying to figure out where she. When can she stop? Well, and the thing is, like, we would love for people from Toronto and from Ontario and from all of Canada to be listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. We know there are whiskey drinkers there. You know, when we talk about whiskey in the U.S., you know, we think of Kentucky a lot, right? But. uh we're sure. Canadian club, buddy. Yeah, Canadian club. You can get that in a big Is plastic there a jug. Finer whiskey. It's got Canadian in the title, and it's like it implies that you're at a club, yeah, drinking it, and you're probably wearing some kind of jacket that's got like, you know, those tweed uh, or what's it called the the sh- the elbow pads like professors wear. Oh yeah, like the. Uh, it's not tweed. It's uh, whatever. Just elbow patches. Yeah, tweed is right. Yeah, yeah is it? I don't know. That, you're wearing that. Yeah, you're definitely wearing that. <laughs> you're, you're, you're drinking. You're getting. You're tying one on. You got Canadian Club, the finest Canadian whiskey. Exactly. It's better than Canadian Mist, which some people might think that's Ooh. a little controversial. But it's the, almost you, as good as Southern Comfort. Well, I don't know. I mean, nothing's as good as. Are Southern. we trying to start like a 
war here? I thought we were trying to bring everyone together. Uh, I don't know. But I do know Canadian Mist comes in a weird, like, modern bottle that's got, like... I didn't even know how to describe it. It's like a curved... Like, one side of it's straight, and the other side's curved like a... It's like the letter D is oh, kind of okay. what it looks like. And it's got some, like, interesting style to it. Huh. Which, I don't know, I think... Here's the bottom line, Clarice. Stay tuned because we're going to be drinking some Canadian whiskeys in the future. So. Yeah, we got to get to that because you, you need to be on board. Yeah, we we've hit Kentucky a little bit too hard, and we have got to branch out. But uh, yeah, so those are the emails that we've gotten so far. Again, send us your emails, send us your tweets. Our email address is whiskey sessions music at gmail Our Twitter handle is at whiskey sessions, and I think that is going to do it for this episode. So thank you so much for listening. If you haven't yet. Check out our EP at whiskeysessions.bandcamp.com and go ahead and subscribe to this on iTunes if you haven't already and give us a good review. But yeah, thanks again for listening. This is A Mets and B Pimp. Peace out. And um, one of these days we will figure out a real sign off. Sorry, Steve from Linwood. Keep, Sorry, Steve. keep us honest. Yeah. <laughs> Don't. We need fact checkers. We do. Alright, bye. See ya.